dollars, the machinery. Yeah. Ooh. Look out, Pimp. Heavy on the grind, entertainment, stovetop productions. Ooh. Hustlers are us. My game's sharper than the elephant's cuss. Me, myself, and I, the only one that I can trust. Sleep with one eye open, finger on my pistol clutch. I got my hands in everything. I'm real instrumental. I'm as real as they come. Ain't got no dispretension. When I was coming up, to certain things we don't allow, like long fingernails and me and arching their eyebrows. And here's another thing I don't condone and don't approve. How all of a sudden, snitching became cool. I don't know. Ganged up, I be chewing on this Mac granite. OGJ be stomped down, laced a nigga, post a never pass. Up the baddest broad in a whole facilitation. All by way of mouthpiece, just by my manipulation. I can make it look like I'm at my best when I'm at my worst. Persuade broad to put on the dress. And break her for her purse. Ten racks and a rubber band. Two mil, three four more in my other hand. Two mil, five, ten, fifteen, two mil, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. Good evening, and welcome to episode fifteen of Gouda on Gouda. I am Bob Gouda. With me, of course, is Mr. Jerome Ralston. Good evening, Jerome. Evening, Bob. Would you say that you're Bob Gouda or Bob Gouda? Gouda. With us tonight, special guest. Alex Asiago. Good evening, Al. Good evening, gentlemen. So lovely to be here for this cheese fest. We're uh, we're taking it uh, we're a little more enthusiastic than uh, we're taking. I'm comfortable uh, with it. Well, you two are all hopped up on your meds uh, to make you feel less inside because you're dead. Exactly. That's fine. That's life in late capitalism. Mm-hmm. All right. So tonight we are uh, we're taking a step back from uh, the giant pile of uh, cheeses. Um, we had a last episode, if you listened, was a, uh, it was just a giant, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, it was like 15 people in the room, and there was like half a dozen different cheeses. And <laughs> Crazy, we stayed up way So much midnight. cured meat. I've, I've spent the entire week just eating so much cheese and salami and prosciutto and soppressata. Uh, I've I've had so much Red Fox in the past week that I could embark it on a highly problematic stand-up tour right now. Um, so this week we're uh, we're taking it down a notch and uh, we're going with uh, some of the simpler the simpler cheeses. Uh, first off, I'm not sure each of all of these are cheeses. Uh, one cannot legally be called cheese. We'll get to that. Uh, the one that can actually be called cheese is a, uh, it's a local, I don't know how local. How I think they're local by Darien, and they're about 60 minutes away. Yeah, it's, it's local enough that it's Corfu. a very common cheese brand around here. It's, uh, Yancey's Fancy. They make approximately 120 different flavors of cheese, and they're all kind of twee, and, you know, it's, you know, you got your buffalo wing cheese, and you got, uh... I, they are cheese with stuff in. Yeah, just cheese with stuff in them. It's okay cheese, it has some flavor in it, and, uh, tonight we're going to be trying Yancey's Fancy Ghost Pepper Natural Aged Cheddar Cheese. Do Pasteurized and processed. Do they make a cheese with stuffing in it? Like, Thanksgiving stuff? No, stuff. In it. I, I'm just saying it'd be a good idea. I would not be surprised. I mean, everybody loves stuffing. Why wouldn't you throw it in some cheese? Uh, I don't think it would keep well. I think the bread would go long before the cheese. But there's, of course, a processing, you know, processed food is the, all the rules go out the window. Sure, but it's not like there's you no put precedent a, for having moldy things inside of cheese. You could put a damn cheese inside another cheese and have it go bad. Cheese ducking? Yeah, sure, sure exactly. I'm know? excited for this. I feel like we just gave somebody a million dollar idea. <clears throat> Thanksgiving Yancey's, cheese. Yancey's is a processed cheese, which you can tell by the um, the sheen. 
it's I, got a shine to it, and it's all it's very uniformly uh, uh, colored. Um, this one is a it's like a peach color with uh, you know obvious flecks of uh, pepper. What in purports it. to be ghost pepper, or at least ghost pepper mash. Um, what are what are our predictions for this? Do we think it's actually going to be hot? I think that I'm hoping. I think that based on the brand and how kind of ubiquitous this brand is around here, it's not going to be inedible, which if it was truly, you know, infused with, you know, giant amounts of the scary, scary ghost pepper, uh, I don't think it would be popular enough. But then again, there is a market for people who just like the really, really hot stuff. I, I will note and reassure you that ghost pepper mash is, in fact, the second ingredient after cheddar cheese. It's really? not the primary ingredient, so you should be all right there. It would be impressive if this were more ghost pepper than cheese. I am kind of hoping that this is an ordeal cheese. Cheese that, you know, the, the youth of the tribe eat upon reaching an age to prove their manhood. I'm, <laughs> uh, that's going to fail us miserably. <laughs> I'm hoping that they were that. actually, you know, just like... I hope they just, they, they went all in with it. And were like, yeah, here's a cheese that most people are going to think is inedible due to the Scoville content. Um, that would be cool. I don't think that's what they did, but we're, we're going to give it a out. shot and we're going to find out. So, Yancey's Fancy Ghost Pepper Cheddar. Smells a little peppery, but nothing mm-hmm. overwhelming. I, I thought that was a rather strong smell. Hmm. No, they went there. Did they? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, wow, that hit after. Yeah, yeah. it's there. Yep. <laughs> I think I might have detected a cavity in one of my teeth from that mm. heat. Nice. That's a hot cheese. You is get, it? Is you, it? Get, you get neck sweat yet? You getting there? Because I feel like I'm it's moving my, down my throat. It was rather bland at first, and then all of a sudden that ghost you, pepper you came out. You got about a 10 second grace period. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then all the flavor came out too, which it was comes nice. On, it comes on smooth and. and uh, <clears throat> Ends with a bit of a rest. Ooh. I recommend small bites. That's hot cheese. Small bites is good. Very hot cheese. Uh, I'm, it's not I'm, overwhelming. I'm, no, it's not. I'm pleased with it. I mean, I'm going to take an antacid as soon as we're done with <laughs> this. But I like it. I wouldn't recommend eating a lot of it in one sitting. No, I could see this being a really good applied cheese for some stuff, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would put this on a burger. Thin slices of it. Um, I mean, it would it would season the whole... The whole burger. Oh, there's straight up seeds in here. So what are... Oh, yeah, look at that. So what, what's your cheese rating scale? How do you guys rate this? Well, there is... Uh, I mean, it's not top shelf. No. There's four... We have four or five categories. <laughs> Got top shelf. Well, we started Break with four. Down the metrics. We started with four, but we're realizing we need five. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll introduce it right now. Uh... Top shelf, which is we get that we walk in, we see that on the shelf. We will only we only have eyes for that, no matter what else is on offer. Which That's is a fairly right. high bar. Click, okay. right? um, there's yeah, pretty good. I'd get it again if I were in the if I were in the mood, or if I had a going to a party where I knew people liked something like that. There's special application, which is you know Bob's perennial beer and cheese soup suggestion, or blue cheese stuff for like really for a wing or. And anything like that. Apply. I would like to chop this up over a, a chili. Mm. Wait, what's the lowest category? Uh, the lowest is nope. The lowest nope. is like, okay. just 
fuck this yeah, cheese. Yeah. Uh, Bob's specific metric for it is inspires profanity. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and the fifth category that I think we're going to need to add is I'm uninterested. It might be perfectly fine, but eh. it's like it's like when you <clears throat> it's like when you see a movie and it's not really good and it's also not really bad. It just does nothing for you on an emotional level. Oh, so you feel like you've just wasted that time. Yeah, exactly. You might as well have just stared at a wall, you hmm. know, because it just did nothing for you. So, i, I got to get my water. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, I have a philosophical question I'd like to ask in conjunction with this cheese. Which is that... Go on. Is there a difference between a gimmick cheese and a novelty cheese? Yes. <clears throat> is the difference in the amount of money you've spent? <laughs> Yancey's Fancy are primarily gimmick cheeses. Uh, I it's don't a, know. It's a... I, I'm gonna, I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's a low-end consumer-grade cheddar with some stuff in it. Yes. And then there's... Uh, what was the other one? Well, I'm asking if it's a gimmick or novelty. If there's oh, a difference. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there I a meant, difference between a gimmick cheese and I a novelty meant, cheese? Yancey's Fancies are all novelty cheeses. Beamster's uh, Pumpkin Spice Latte Cheese was a gimmick cheese. What's the difference? Well, pump, pumpkin spice is in the is in the public zeitgeist right now, right? Like everybody's. I don't. It might be in the public zeitgeist, that but makes I don't it want gimmick. it in my cheese. Well, that's what makes it a gimmick, you know. Ghost pepper. Well, it's in your cheese, Jer. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this though. I I like all the Yancey's cheeses. It is a. Um, I have mixed opinions. It all melts well. It's it's like Velveeta in in consistency. It's That's I realize Velveeta. Well, but I like Velveeta. But it's I like some of their stuff. I like their smoked gouda with bacon. Yeah. Uh, but I had a fairly terrible wing at the Wingfest a couple of years ago from mm-hmm. their booth that had some sort of like vast amount of glutinous blue cheese adhering to it. Now, admittedly, it was blazing hot out with no shade whatsoever, so that's not really a blue cheese kind of environment. Mm, no, but it's nice right. to know you don't carry grudges either over the years. I'm not carrying a grudge. I'm just trying to give my honest, educated opinion, such as to my limited education. Is still getting that burn? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it but, stays with you, which is why I think it slides perfectly into your speciali- specialized use I, category. I'm, sure. I'm glad they went with the heat on this. Yeah. Yeah, they could have they could have gone with just the sort of like flavor of the pepper. Um, I thought the flavor of the pepper was Scoville. No, um, I mean peppers have flavors. I'm like a chipotle pepper has a dark kind of smoky flavor to it that's underneath the heat. Um, so how would you describe this ghost pepper flavor? We do need to talk about it, other than simply honestly. Hot. I couldn't even. I don't even know. I mean, it tastes like a hot pepper. There's a cheese. Like, the cheese note is in there. Like, it has that, like, this heat being from an actual pepper, which I'm guessing, you know. It is. It is. And it's, ghost pepper is not apparently the official name. There's some sort of unpronounceable to me official name for it here. The Rory Scoville pepper? Boot Jolokia. Oh, uh, Boot Holokia, yeah. Oh, okay. It's the Guatemalan Insanity pepper. I guess no, that was that's what the ghost pepper is actually called. I guess ghost pepper oh, sounds yeah. 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 Look at you knowing stuff. Yeah, a little less hostile sounding than Carolina Reaper or something. But All right, what did you want to say about the taste beyond just that it was hot? Well, no, you, you got to quantify it beyond hot. Like it, it's got a nice. There's like a ten second I mean, delay, it, and it then all tastes, of a sudden it, it arrives. tastes like a middle of the road low aged cheddar. Sure, which then has capsaicin in it, <laughs> which would make this a gimmick cheese or a novelty cheese. Novelty cheese. Right, what's the difference? Uh, I want to get back to this. Um, a gimmick cheese 
you see what they did there, and you're not impressed. A novelty cheese, you know what they did there, and they were, they're not hiding it, and I'm talking straight out of my ass right now. I think gimmick is very short period of time, whereas a novelty cheese, like if you like like a buffalo wing cheese, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to find when you visit Buffalo for the next hundred years. Sure. You know. Whereas the pumpkin spice cheese is probably gonna disappear within the next five. I'm fairly certain that Yancey's makes no less than like a dozen buffalo wing flavored cheeses. I don't know. They've got a couple other flavors I'd like to try them. Because I'm pretty sure at one point I saw a hot wing blue cheese cheddar. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. They have some sort of wing flavored stuff. They got a champagne flavored one I'm interested in trying. Do you think we could get the cats to try a piece of it and see what they think? No. It's not a cat cheese. Not a cat cheese. I almost want them to hate you. <clears throat> you heard it here. More. Here's the, the thing though. Not um, a cat cheese. Like, I would apply this cheese. I would maybe put a little bit of it in my omelet. <coughs> I would not make a. Because I'm just not into the heat. Like, a lot of people are very into the heat, and a lot of people would, uh, you know, kind of thrive on it. I'm not one of those people, um, so I would guess that I'm probably not going to finish this cheese in the next week, but it's a good enough cheddar, it's a good soft cheddar, and it's got, you know, it's got some special flavor to it. I might use a little bit of it in something else. That's why I think it's the perfect specialty cheese. Like, it would have been great for your cheese party last week, because you have all these varieties, and you're sure. like, hey guys, try this ghost pepper cheese. I will say, I am annoyed when I am at parties or, you know, like a work thing, where they've got all these little cubes of cheddar and white cheddar and yellow cheddar, and then they got the little bit of jalapeno jack for people who are adventurous. Hmm. It's like, that's not adventurous. No. That's that's like, you know, oh, I put a dash of black pepper in your hey, pepper jack is good on, you know, burgers and stuff like that. It's not a specialty cheese. This oh, is better than... especially hot. This is better than pepper jack cheese. Um, not the highest bar, but then this isn't exactly, no. you know... And pepper jack is kind of, of pepper, pepper jack. jack is kind of a gimmicky cheese. See where are we going? See how we think it's an L. No, it's pretty common. I was wondering if the difference is that it's. You know. I like this. I mean, the the taste is good. All right, so let's get on to the main event uh, here. If I if I may finish up a little bit here, sure. The gimmick versus novelty discussion I've been Go. trying to have largely with myself. Please. Um, <laughs> Ah, scathing review of the co-hosts. I believe we both gave our opinions. Uh, you did. Just if you don't agree with wrong. it, all of a sudden we didn't do it. Well, you know. Well, what's your... What's your well, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and the suggestion was that a novelty cheese is something that brings something new to the table, whereas a gimmick cheese is something that is merely designed to move substandard product. Okay. It's, it's supposed to grab your opinion, but it won't hold it, whereas a novelty cheese has the potential to hold it. A novelty cheese is functionally something new. Whereas a gimmick cheese is, hey, we don't look under the curtain here or behind the curtain. Really. So, so it'd be like it'd be like a Flutie Flakes back in the day because we they still were have just trying to move yeah. product. You know, be like, hey, look at Doug Flutie's on the cover and buy this cereal that's probably not great. Like that's a gimmicky cheese. Like if it was celebrity endorsed cheese. I'm gonna say the pumpkin spice was a gimmick. Oh, I will agree with you to that extent. That's what I've been saying. Yes, well, you've convinced me. So it's uh, like you're welcome. So it's like Pulp Fiction would be the novelty cheese, and all of the movies that came out in the years after Pulp Fiction aping it were the gimmick cheeses. Yes, I can see that. I'm okay with that. Right, anyway, least, yeah, it's not just the if you're poor you're crazy, but if you're well off you're eccentric. Exactly. So, speaking different. of being poor, uh, that brings me to our second cheese. 
Uh, we've got here a pack of 16 individually wrapped slices of Value Time White American Flavored Sandwich Slices. Now, these are American flavored. Um, I also like the inconsistent capitalization. Sandwich Slices! Like it's wacky. Uh, this is, strictly speaking, according to the label, American flavored imitation pasteurized processed cheese food. Um, <laughs> much like the vegan cheese we ate a few weeks What's ago. What's imitation? Is the, I don't think you're. I don't think the FDA lets you do imitation pasteurization. Okay, you know, uh, you know what pure uh, pure American <laughs> cheese contains no real cheese and is like a processed <laughs> cheese food. This is an imitation of that. Well, it, it clearly says that it's imitation pasteurized. Is it? I feel like they, I'm gonna vomit. They pasteurize the it. They pasteurize it, but they do it ironically. Oh, okay. they're like, look, guys, we're pasteurizing it. Um, so <laughs> it's a hipster cheese. Before no. we before yes. we eat this, um, why, why, why is this here? Like, I'm not gainsaying cheap cheese tasting stuff, but I am well, wondering why it is in front me, of me at the moment. Let me ask you this: Do you have much of a history with uh, American cheese? Yeah, we have grilled cheese sandwiches when I was a kid. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the old real, stuff. Usually American that tomato cheese, soup when you're sick. American cheese was pretty much the only cheese that existed as far as I was concerned when I was a kid. There's nothing that I have not melted a slice of American cheese over. Well, and I spent most of my youth just melting slices of American cheese. What, uh, nothing? Popcorn? I'll, I'll, melt a, I'll melt an American slice on, on anything. Your engine intake on your car, your snow, snowblower. Like, like I'm looking for a snack, I take a bowl of pretzels, I throw a slice of American cheese over it, I melt it on there. Lobster. That's like budget poutine. Yeah, you can make any food bad by melting <laughs> American cheese over it. And as far as as far as burgers go, <laughs> I mean, you go to 9 out of 10 cookouts and they're melting American slices over those burgers, sure. you know? Again, I'm not gainsaying its usefulness. I'm just I'm, wondering what I'm expecting I think to it's say very, about it. I think it's very pertinent because here in America, the land of Freedom. American flavored cheese imitations... Uh, this is a this is a lot of our uh, our first impressions of cheese, and it is not cheese. It cannot legally be marketed as cheese. Um, I'd like to point out for those of you that are not watching the web feed that uh, he's currently reading the ingredients, and I'm going to beg him to not share the ingredients before we actually consume this food. Uh, there's nothing all that surprising in there, with the exception of the prioritization of food starch and palm oil. Uh, there is one thing that is uh, conspicuous in its absence. Uh, there is. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> Let me just run this down real quick. So, I, are you trying to make a deeper point here by saying that this is the first experience most of us have with cheese-like substances? No, I'm sure we all have as kids. Definitely just well, right. I mean, I mean, look. As far as when I was a kid and I was feeling like shit, uh, bowl of Campbell's tomato soup and an American cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, I mean, that's that what my mom was, would do too. Absolutely, that was like. That was like the standard issue kids' lunch, you know? Um, and nowadays, I feel like the only time I eat an American single is when I'm making cheeseburgers and I don't have any other cheese to put on them. Because as little as we all eat American singles here at Gouda and Gouda Studios, we still always have it around. Because it never goes bad. Because it's what, not organic. What is the expiration date on that? It's, uh, it's organic. Well, it has it's an not expiration made of rocks. date. Yeah, it's, 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 well, I mean, it's not inorganic. It's uh, yeah. August 2019. So, 
But we've had cheese, we've had American singles around in our fridge for well beyond the expiration date, and they don't get any worse. They don't get any better. It's it's not like a cheese where you age it. I feel like when you open it, you should open it next to the microphone so we get the full packaging experience to get to a slice of it. I'll tell you, you want to see some real nightmare, uh, take a piece of, uh, take an American single out of its uh, wrapper and just leave it on a plate to dry, and it becomes a whole... A whole other disgusting thing once the water evaporates out of it. Um, well, we well, do have to eat the cheese, even though we all know what this cheese tastes after like. After that appetizing discussion, and having glassed our mucus membranes with this ghost pepper stuff, this will taste like absolutely nothing. Uh, I don't think we need to open more than one slice. I think we'll get the idea from <laughs> I'm just going to eat my own, man. I don't know what you're talking you're about. Eat a whole it's slice? part of the experience, being a kid. You know, you open True. the thing up, it's your individually wrapped food. That's the thing, though. You feel I, a little special? I always yeah. eat... I, I would always eat this melted. I would very seldom eat oh, just... I, I eat it straight up. Raw. But I have more siblings than you, and there may have been more competition. Let's talk about... It even feels a little yeah, waxy. It feels, it feels, feels like a material, not like a food. Yeah. That's a good description. The smell is not offensive. Doesn't it smells like cheese. <laughs> I don't feel well, I need to describe this. It's, well, what you're, what you're smelling there, Al, is the... Uh, the locust bean? I don't know, carrageen and stabilizer? Carrageen's a thickener. Hmm. Well, it does contain milk ingredients. It does. There is some commonality. I like these. If I had them in my fridge, I would eat them all. Yeah, you yeah. can take these home with you, though. All right. Also, um, like a lot of uh, your, your more name brand American cheeses um, that are have the orange color to lend an air of authenticity to them, the value value time brand sees no point in dressing this up, and it's just uh, it's an eggshell white, a uniform eggshell white. Um, here's what it looks like. It looks like every American single you've ever eaten. I am concerned about something. What's that? Please reassure me that I am not eating this ironically. <laughs> I feel that that is a disservice. Well, let's go around the table and... Uh, Let's each give our take on why value time white American flavored imitation pasteurized processed cheese food is a is a uniquely American experience. I have no idea as, the, as to the availability of it elsewhere. So I'll go first. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> it's inauthentic. It's phony. It's marketed as something it is not. It is heavily processed, and it is uh, cheap. Values that I think, uh, you know, are widely uh, appreciated. In... I don't know, that sounds way more insulting than... I yeah, think. I'm kind of gearing up to, uh, to argue with you already here. Go! Well, it's shelf-stable. That it is. It's... A source of calories that does not go bad for a long time. That's true. It's d- presumably doesn't take five years to age, like the favorite stuff. True. It is a fairly useful way to package calories. If you inexpensively, see food, if you see food squarely as the pursuit of calories to put into your body, okay. It's. I mean, that is at base yeah. what food is. I mean, a lot of this fancy cheese and stuff, or unfancy cheese, comes about initially because. People have milk that they need to preserve, and they don't want it to go to waste. 
Sure. And, and that's, that's what is, like it. Some people have carrageen and stabilizer that they need to. Well, carrageen and stabilizer is probably not what they're trying to get rid of. <laughs> uh, but it's it's food. It's inexpensive, not terribly bad for you food. That is. I mean, I mean, it is. It is a. a it is primarily salt. I mean, it's. Uh, hang on a second here. Two hundred and ten milligrams of sodium. So, ten slices of American cheese. That's your sodium for the day, which is more than I thought it would be. I, I thought that this was primarily a carrier for salt. Well, if um, it's a garnish, usually your garnish has a lot of salt on it. Sure, sure. Um, and I would say that the fact that it is in every kitchen that is, it is. partially a testament to the fact somebody that it's cheap, and partially to the fact that people use it. It's so, not particularly <clears throat> offensive. It's not like you're. Drinking down a lot of sugar with it or anything like that. I wonder if that's the overriding description of it. Not particularly offensive. Well, sure. Like it's very acceptable. It's kind of a like an almost an atomic element of food. <laughs> I wonder what the saturated fat content is of you know regular cheeses that somebody well, like me fawns all we over. Have them right here. We have this is not one you fawn over, but this is the ghost pepper. Uh, serving size, one ounce, which would be about an eighth of the thing we got here, which none of us have eaten. 110 calories, mm-hmm. uh, of which fat calories are 80 calories, saturated fat, 5 grams, 25% of your daily value. Yeah, so it's about similar. Sodium, 11%. Um, this, unlike the American stuff, American cheese processed stuff, has protein, which that does not, um, but... Yeah, and it, you know, you use it to make stuff more palatable. I wonder what the most American thing about this is that it's the same wherever you go. Like, sure, this like is value culture. time cheese, but in my head at least, there is one plant in America that makes these and just <laughs> ships them out under different brands because this tastes exactly the same as Kraft. It tastes exactly the same as Aldi's. It tastes exactly the same as Ralph's where yeah, you know you're brand, wherever you're from, which is like super American, right? That's why we love our, uh, you know, chain restaurants and stuff like that, right? Like, you know that a Chili's in Florida tastes exactly the same as a Chili's in Seattle. You know, right, and if you're spending your money on it, you know you're going to get at least a baseline level of experience. Sure. And that's the case here. Which is super American, you know? We're a huge country with a lot of people, and there should be a lot of those variations, but you can find that base level experience if that's what you want. Well, let me compare this. This Yancey's Fancy stuff, I don't know how widely distributed it is, but it is all over the place here. Now, admittedly, we're about an hour away from where they make it. This is sort of your, if you want something that's a little different, regional, here you go. A little local, a little local flavor. Exactly. You got both. They're both pretty cheap. In one podcast. <clears throat> what a success. But I, there, you definitely need both. You know, a lot of times if I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I don't really want to stop into like the local microbrew pub that serves a really interesting whatever you get at a local microbrew pub. You know, some weird foie gras thing on a bun. I don't want that. I want, you know, something I can rely on. It's an interesting statement from a man who has a podcast where he tries different exotic cheeses every week. And then I go home to my nice, comfortable home that I know very well and is the same thing each time, provided that the roof hasn't leaked again. Just piles of American singles. So, I don't know. I feel like I should defend them a bit because there is some virtue. There is some virtue to being the same thing each time and being inexpensive and, you know, not being 
a particular negative. It's not particularly unhealthy. Would you, well, I mean, I, you could probably ask a million nutritionists about the virtues of processed foods, um, but... Well, I mean, think of it more as a garnish. Sure. Because you just told me you don't generally sit down and eat this no. with anything. You, you no. would melt it as a kid. I'd melt it, yeah. Yeah. And, you know... And your reaction when I said I would eat them straight up was somewhat horrified, so... Yeah, it's... I don't know. I I think it's a completely different... Uh, I think it's a completely different uh, taste when it's melted. Like, when it's just cold and... Okay, I will admit this. I actually like that. Really? I hate these things warm. I don't like melting them on anything. But I like eating them cold. Wow. Because it's... I, uh... I... When I put it on a sandwich, yes. I think... I think the the problem that I have with it is eating it by itself when, when all you can taste is just the... You know, imitation cheese product. So you're saying that this is also a special application cheese. It's almost like when I eat it, I know that it's wrong. <laughs> you know? Like, it just, it doesn't, it, it tastes to me like a machine's approximation, approximation of something that is real. And it's unsettling in that. Like, I know, like I said, this was probably, you know... This was the only cheese in the world for me for, you know, the first 10 years of my life. And then it's like, once you try actual cheese and you know what it's supposed to taste like, the mechanical approximation of it just tastes artificial enough that it's, it makes it unsettling. Well, we got a much more expensive approximation of real cheese if that vegan stuff stole in your cheese drawer. Oh, God. This stuff... If I had to choose between... I like this better than the vegan stuff. If I had to choose between eating this whole pack of sandwich slices cold <laughs> or eating even another piece of that uh, vegan cheese product, I, would, I wouldn't I would even take the wrappers off this cheese. I would eat, eat it with the wrappers on. That's how much I dislike that other... But it's the same concept, you know? Uh, it's a non-cheese imitation of cheese... And it's, it just, it's not what it's claiming to be. Which is why you cannot legally market American cheese as cheese. Because it's not cheese. I feel that's kind of a disservice to the American cheese industry, in a way. Well, the American cheese industry is going to do all right. I know. Regardless of what I think. I know. It's, uh, I'm wondering, actually, if there's been, I should look into the, the like, sort of history, if there was... If there's a lot more of them now than there than there were, say, 50 years ago. I'm going to go with Al, in, in which I would I would firmly believe that there is maybe three processing plants. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, American cheese produce. manufacturers. Oh, in yeah. General. yeah. I, I mean, I'm wondering if it's like the beer thing. Now, apparently, there was a prohibition thing with beer, but like mm-hmm. in the last 30 years or so, there's been this enormous explosion of beer making. And like, yeah, but they're all pretty much the same company. Well, a lot of the micro stuff isn't necessarily. I know yeah, I guess stuff that's what I'm saying. Because the fact, but yeah, there's been this yeah. enormous interest in it in the last 30 years. I'm wondering if that's sort of carried over to cheese, too. Well, it makes there's me wonder, a, yeah, because there's like super fancy American cheese out there. That yeah. They're like, hey, this isn't an imitation cheese well, slice. Well, we made this, and well, not, it's amazing. Not just that, but, you know, this, the American <laughs> cheese product stuff, that stuff you, like, it's not an expensive thing. No, I would guess this was, what, $0.99, cents, $1.50? Yep. No, like, no this is, this is the, 
probably the most inexpensive cheese experience one can have without just stealing cheese. <laughs> like, this is just, I mean, this is a buck. And you'll get 16 sandwiches out of that buck. Which is great. However, if you were in a position of eating a American cheese sandwich every day, it just seems kind of... Yeah. Well, or you're, you know, five. That's what you got packed for lunch. Absolutely. Variety is the spice of life, but home is where the heart is. Cliches. Yes. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Just as this stuff is kind of a cliche for a reason. Yeah. I think that... I think that are we digging same... too deep on this? Is this uh, well, this we... is why this is why I thought this was a good cheese to discuss because Ooh. there's so much subtext to it that it's not just like you taste it and it's like yeah it tastes like vaguely like cheese and it's got kind of an unsettling texture and it's cheap and it's uh, accessible and it's a staple. It's a staple of Western food, and that's there's something to be said to that. I'm wondering But if, there's also something to be said for the fact that a staple of Western food is a incredibly low quality imitation of an otherwise cheap to produce food material, but exists because of you know, the, the mass production of food product that, you know, anybody can afford, anybody can eat. Maybe isn't the healthiest thing. Because it's essentially a, you know, a chemical approximation of a real food. And, you know, it, it sort of speaks to the uh, sort of... Uh, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think that, you know, it's... Am I... Uh, do I think that the world is better off with American cheese in it? Yes. Would... Uh, would I recommend American cheese to somebody who plopped down on the earth and, you know, wanted to appreciate some cheese? No, because it's not cheese. It's a machine's impression. It's, 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 uh, hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Artifice. Well, it's artifice in both ways. Sure. It's artifice in the good way as well as the bad. Yeah. Artifice. Absolutely. It's it's an intriguing thing, American cheese. Yeah, you got any uh, anything you want to jump in here? Because we've been kind of... You're, you're making circling motions with your hand as if we're arguing around each other again, which is entirely possible. Yeah, no, we're talking... It's what we do. Uh, no, I just... I, I mean, I think you guys have had the perfect podcast here because you're getting both ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Uh, and because I raise the attractiveness level of this podcast so much... Exactly. ...that it's the perfect show. So I, I really do apologize to the listener at home to uh, not have the pleasure of, of being in, in, <laughs> in a room with Al here. So it's, it's unfortunate. But. He's a great man. <laughs> but, uh, so to wrap it up, uh, I like both of these cheeses. I don't necessarily respect one of them, but I will not deny that American cheese has been a part of my life since the very beginning, and uh, continues to be until this day. Evidenced by the fact that, I don't even need to look, and I will tell you that there is, beyond this package that we have out here, there is a package of American singles in my fridge, and it will not, uh, it will be eventually eaten, because that is what you do with American cheese. You put it on stuff, you melt it, you eat it. 
So, in a way, I guess it's as cheese as any other cheese. That's been episode 15 of Gouda on Gouda, and uh, you know, we hope that uh, wherever you are, you're enjoying some cheese with friends as well, and uh, we here at Gouda on Gouda wish you the joy of the cheese. Thank you for listening, and good night.